0: If you're suffering from any kind of skin problems, this podcast is for you. I would love for you to join me as I explore and share the teachings of Anthony William, Medical Medium. This is the You Can Heal Your Skin podcast, and trust me, you can do just that. You can heal your skin. I have healed the psoriasis that I struggled with for most of my life, and if my skin can clear up, so can yours. It's all about understanding why we are sick and what we can do to start healing. My name is Sandra Svensson, and I'm so happy to have you here. Hello and welcome to another episode of You Can Heal Your Skin. Today's episode is a form of continuation from the last episode. So if you haven't listened to episode 12, the precious and hidden key to healthy skin, your amazing liver, please do so before you continue on with this episode. In this episode, we will continue to talk about the liver, but we will get a lot more practical. So the last episode was all about understanding how the liver works and how hard it actually works for us. But in this episode, I want to give you five amazing things you can do to give your liver some well-deserved love and attention. I want to give you five ways of caring for your liver. So rather than your liver serving your needs 24-7 every single day, These techniques are here to serve your liver. Sounds good, right? All right, let's get started. At number one, we have coming off troublemaker foods. If you can only do one of the five techniques I'm sharing with you today, then this is the one you should focus on. This one is absolutely crucial if you want to heal your skin. Crucial. Why? Because... This food is feeding the virus or the bacteria in your liver. The pathogens are getting stronger by this food, which in turn makes the liver even weaker. And that's why it's so important to come off these foods if you want to heal your skin. And if you're not aware of what the troublemakers are, they are the following. Eggs, dairy, gluten, soft drinks, pork, tuna, corn, industrial food oils such as vegetable oil, palm oil, canola oil, corn oil, safflower oil, soybean oil. You also got soy, lamb, fish and seafood apart from salmon, trout and sardines, vinegar, fermented foods, caffeine, grains apart from millet and gluten-free oats, And all other oils including the healthier ones such as olive oil, walnut oil, sunflower oil, coconut oil, sesame oil, avocado oil, grapeseed oil, almond oil, macadamia oil, peanut oil and flaxseed oil. You also have alcohol, natural or artificial flavors, nutritional yeast, citric acid, aspartame and other artificial sweeteners. Monosodium glutamate, which is MSG, formaldehyde, and preservatives. Yeah, it's quite a long list, I know. I have made a whole episode about these troublemakers where I explain exactly why each and every one of these foods are causing so much problems. So if you haven't already listened to episode three, The Trouble with Troublemakers, please go and do so. I find it very important to understand why to stay away from them. That way it will be a choice you make willingly for your skin and for your liver and for your health. Instead of just another rule you put on yourself, right? But taking away these foods is the biggest and most loving thing you can do for your liver. If you're already off the troublemakers, well done. You're amazing and your liver is really appreciating it. And if you haven't made this move yet, just educate yourself and hype yourself up for the change. You can totally do it. All right, let's move on to number two. Number two is the 15% rule. The 15% rule is all about fat. It basically says, don't let your fat consumption be more than 15% of your total intake on any given day. I don't know if that sounds like a little or a lot to you, but I'm guessing that it sounds like a little because we are living in a world where we have been pushed to consume a lot of fat for a very long time now. We have been brainwashed to think that we need to consume animal protein several times a day. Otherwise, we will lack protein in our body, which is bad, bad, bad. We have also been brainwashed to consume dairy products all the time to build calcium, right? It's such a joke and it's doing us so much harm. Now, if we look at a regular breakfast, there's usually quite a lot of fat in it, right? There might be yogurt, cheese, bacon, ham, butter, avocado, and so on. Not unusual at all. The same with lunch, Most of us eat quite a lot of fat for lunch, like a pizza, a chicken pasta with a cream sauce, meatballs with gravy or something like that, and the same goes for dinner. So most of us consume a lot more than 15% of fat on average. Going down to 15% fat consumption, it's not something that came easily to me, and it had to happen gradually over time. But now it's just how I live my life. I very, very rarely have more fat than that in a day, and I love it. Now, reducing your fat intake to 15% is all about changing over to healthier and healthier fats. It's coming off of the pork and the lamb, it's coming off seafood, it's about stopping cooking your food in industrial oils and covering your salads in olive oil, it's about bringing in more healthy fats such as avocados, nuts, seeds, olives, coconut meat, and coconut milk. And it doesn't matter if the fat is conventional or organic, or if it's from a wild source. The only result of a high-fat diet is a liver that's going to be overburdened. But it's not only about the good versus the bad fat. What time of day you consume them also matters. So this is how it works. In the evening, when you go to bed, the liver goes to bed with you. Then it rests for a couple of hours, and then around three or four in the morning, like it's a little bit different for everyone. it starts to wake up and go back to work. And the liver loves this time when you're still asleep. It's like being the first one up in the morning before the whole house wakes up and the chaos starts. This quiet time. Tells the liver that you won't eat something fatty or drink an espresso or get pumped up with adrenaline from emotional or dramatic events. Things that force the liver to drop whatever it's doing and fix the problem. No, instead, this quiet morning gives the liver a chance to catch up, clean up, and put yesterday's trash in the bin. So when you wake up and you drink some lemon water, you help the liver even further and the healing continues. And if you continue to hydrate the body in the morning and you eat lots of fruits, the detox just continues. But as soon as you have your first bite of radical fat of the day, such as nuts, nut butters, seeds, oils, avocados, coconut, eggs, bacon, milk, cheese, butter, yogurt, turkey, chicken, sausages, or ham, the healing gets disrupted, and the detox ends. The liver will then switch to producing bile to break down the fat, and after that it will be fully focused on tasks like this for the rest of the day. So basically, as soon as you start to consume fats, the detox is over for that day. And if you want to heal your skin, it's better to try to keep the detox going for as long as possible, right? If you can be fat-free until lunch, That's wonderful. And if you can manage to be fat free all the way until dinner, well, then that's freaking amazing. So, if you were to lower your fat intake and start eating fat later in the day, you would do yourself and your liver a massive favor. Okay, let's move on to number three eating glucose. As I mentioned in the previous episode, liver glucose storage plays a big part in your health. And if you've got issues with your skin, you know that your liver is weak and overburdened, so chances are high that your liver glucose storage is low. And it's not all about the storage of glucose, because your liver needs glucose too to function. Do you remember that your liver lives on oxygen, water, glucose and mineral salts? Where glucose is the real fuel. Our bodies and our livers depend on it. We also need it for strong muscles, a healthy brain, and a healthy heart. Glucose is critical for our well-being. So how could you bring in more glucose to your life? Eat fruits. Eat fruits. Eat fruits. (laughs) You want your glucose to come from whole foods, like fruits, coconut water, raw honey, sweet potatoes, and potatoes. And if you eat a lot of glucose, your liver will build itself up it will give you energy, it will slow down the aging process and help shield you from disease. Glucose is just wonderful. Glucose is the best. And yet, there are so many people going around being afraid of it. Being afraid of all kinds of sugars. It's insane. And this fear mongering is just ridiculous. Seriously. I'm going to make a whole episode about this in the future, about our fear of sugar. But for now, please just know that your body and your liver is crying out for glucose. You would really be doing yourself a favor if you implemented more fruit, raw honey, and potatoes into your life. What's important to know, however, is that it matches how you eat your potatoes. Because it's the toxic oils you fry the potatoes in, the butter you put on top of your potatoes, the milk and cream you mix in with your potatoes, that is dangerous for us. So the combination of potatoes and fat becomes like poison for our liver. The same thing happens if we eat potatoes together with meat and fish. The high fat content make this combination like poison. So it's not the potato that is bad for us. The potato is very healing. It's the combination of potatoes and fat. And this is always the way we eat potatoes, right? Fish and chips, meatballs, potatoes, and gravy, bangers and mash, etc. It's very, very rare that we consume potatoes without fat. This is the trick though, if you want to heal. You can have potatoes with avocado, that's fine. You can have it with some tahini, that's okay. You could also have it with some cashews, that's okay. But apart from that, try to eat your potatoes without any radical fat. So try to never mix meat or fish with your potatoes. And on the days you choose to eat meat or fish, you know, you can totally do that and still heal, but it's better if you combine it with a large salad or lots of vegetables and don't have potatoes with that meal. Yeah, so bring in more glucose into your life and you'll be making your liver very happy. All right, so let's move on to number four, talking to your liver. Yeah. You heard that right. Talking to your liver. What your liver wants is support, and it wants love and attention. And what better way to give it attention than to talk directly to it? It might sound weird to you, but if so, you don't have to do this. It's just a suggestion. However, I would love for you to try it. This is one of the easiest and cheapest ways to look after your liver. Why not give it a try, hey? And I would love for you to use this very sequence when you speak to your liver. And this is how it goes. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And then you take that and you make it into your own. Develop it into your own little mantra. And it could be something like this. I'm so sorry, liver. I wasn't consciously aware of what I was doing to you. I wasn't aware of how hard I made you work. Please forgive me. Thank you for all that you have done for me. Your hard work has literally saved my life. I am so grateful. I love you. So once again, the sequence is, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And I love you. And then you just express what's in your heart and you make it your own. Easy peasy and your liver will hear it, and your liver will feel it. Okay, let's move on to number five, doing a liver meditation. So this is another cheap and easy technique. There are actually several different liver meditations in the Liver Rescue Book by Anthony William, Medical Medium, but I have picked just one of them that I thought I would share with you here today. So doing this meditation for just a few minutes will give your liver the attention, the acknowledgement, the recognition, the care, and the respect that it craves. It will also stabilize, balance, and strengthen the liver at the same time. It will give the liver peace. So this is how you do it. Go for a walk at any pace that feels comfortable for you. Me, myself, I prefer a slow and healing walk where I can take deep breaths easily. I find that The more peaceful you can be, the better. So when you breathe in, while you're still walking, envision that you're driving that oxygen directly into your liver. Normally, when we think about breathing, we mostly think about the lungs. But in this meditation, I want you to see your liver kind of as your lungs. It's the liver that's receiving all that fresh oxygen and it's your liver that's filling up with oxygen. And continue to breathe in and out for as long as you please. You can do it for 30 seconds or you can do it for 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be its own separate walk in a, you know, perfectly serene setting. It can be a short part of a walk you're, you're doing or it can be on the way to the car after doing your grocery shopping or going back home to your flat after getting off the bus. You know, you can do it whenever it suits you. Okay? And this meditation improves circulation within your liver and enhances new liver cell growth so that your liver can rejuvenate itself with healthy cells. It's an easy meditation. Just give it a try and see how it feels. And if you enjoy it, then go ahead and make it a regular thing in your life. So that's it. Those are my five ways to give your liver some well deserved love and attention. So let's do a quick recap. Number one, coming off the troublemaker foods. Number two, the 15% rule. Number three, eating glucose. Number four, talking to your liver. And number five, doing a liver meditation. Following one or all of these will really help you in your healing. Because as you know by now, you need to heal your liver in order to heal your skin. The more love and attention you can give your liver, the stronger you will make it. And before I go, I want to leave you with some final thoughts regarding the liver. I would love for you to consider your liver as you go about your life. Whenever you make a decision, ask yourself, what would my liver want? So it could be like, would my liver want me to eat bacon for breakfast? Would my liver want me to drink this glass of wine? Would my liver want me to go to bed at midnight? Would my liver want me to drink this lemon water? Would my liver want me to go cold plunging? Would my liver want me to drink this heavy metal detox smoothie? And so on. And then, once in a while, please ask yourself, am I being a good friend to my liver? Are you? Are you a good friend to your liver? It's a good question to ask yourself every now and then. Thank you so much for listening today. I appreciate you so much. Stay tuned, stay positive, and please know that all your liver wants is to protect you. And please know that your liver is your best friend in the world. And if you start treating it like your best friend too, then magic will happen. You can heal your skin, my friend. You can heal your skin. Talk to you soon. I'm so happy to have you here. I know what it's like to feel like a prisoner in your own body. To want to crawl out of your own skin every now and then. This information has truly changed my life. I finally feel free in my skin. I finally feel peaceful in my body. And I want the same for you, my friend. I really do. With this podcast, I hope to be able to inspire you and to help you forward in your healing somehow. If you're new to this and you're looking for some guidance to get started, then I've got you covered. I've created a free mini course that is also called You Can Heal Your Skin, where you will learn all the basics. And if you've been on your healing journey for a while, and you feel like you're a bit stuck and in need of a helping hand, then please go ahead and check out my coaching program. It's called Skin Healing with Sandra, and it runs for three months. During this time, you get six coaching calls with me, one every other week, and you also get continual support in between sessions. So in my coaching program, you'll never feel like you're doing it on your own. I'm right there with you every step of the way. On top of this, you'll get access to over 100 recipes that are designed to help you transition into a healthier lifestyle that will allow you to finally heal your skin. You can find all the details at my website, sandrasvensson.com, or by clicking the link in the show notes. This podcast and its content are presented for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or prescription. Make sure you consult your doctor if you have a condition that requires medical attention. Please do not ignore medical advice or postpone medical appointments because of something you have heard on the You Can Heal Your Skin podcast.